Welcome to the next 40 minutes of your life where we will discuss music, how it makes us feel and recommendations for your listening pleasure. My name is Nicola. And my name is Rosie. Pause and Play It Forward features reviews of two albums. This week we are going to be talking about Sade's Love Deluxe and Kurt Vile's Watch My Moves. Plus we compile a top five on a theme. This week it's songs that have French words in the title. Ooh la la. <laughs> Join in the conversation on our socials. Find the links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on our show description. You're always welcome here at Pause and Play It Forward. It's lovely to have you. We start every single podcast with Music Club, where we recommend an album to each other and then we listen to it, reviewing it on the podcast the next week. So last week I asked you to listen to Sade Love Deluxe, didn't I, Nicola? And you asked me to listen to Kurt Vile, real name, Watch My Moves. Should we do Kurt Vile first? Let's do Kurt Vile, yeah. Let's start on a sort of chill... Kind of yeah. smooth. Although to be fair, actually, they're both quite quite sure these these albums, yeah. aren't they? But yeah, I'm happy to go. I'm happy to start with Kurt Vile, mostly because I'm almost bursting to to know what you feel about this. There there were moments this week where I was thinking about you. I was thinking, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder in what setting you're listening to this. Ah. I wonder how you're think. I wonder what what you're what you're thinking about it. I wonder if you're having the same res- responses and reactions as me. You know that kind of stuff. So you yeah. were on my mind. Interestingly. I was mostly listening to it at Clip and Climb, a kids, <laughs> a kids climbing centre uh, yesterday, and then I lost my keys. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which quite obviously is the only place to listen to, you know, to music. Exactly. So, I've, I've been dipping in and out of it, but I hadn't actually listened to the whole album all the way through. And I was like, brilliant, I've got 90 minutes. And it, it was really weird watching all these kids basically like <laughs> crying and falling and da da da. And I was just like, <laughs> the juxtaposition. It's just quite nice. <laughs> it, again, it makes me think of some of the things yeah. I wanted to say about this album. But I was listening to it this week. I I haven't been working from home that much this week, so my, uh, you know, my listening I've had to do in the gaps uh, and stuff. But anyway, I was listening to this really really over and over again when I was folding up literally three baskets of laundry. <laughs> It was quite, it was quite a nice way to listen to music. Actually, yeah, it's quite methodical. You know, it's a, it's a real complete finisher job. You know, you have to all you do is just fold and you put it in a pile. And I was like, I was a bit, yeah, I was curious to know where you'd be listening to this. Um, so I'd ask you to listen to uh, Kurt Vile. I haven't listened to any of Kurt Vile's music before. Again, I will come on to this. I'm ashamed to say, and I have chosen uh, this this week because. Um, Steve at Kill Your Darlings PR had sent this to me and so I went in completely fresh not knowing much about him H- had heard of him but didn't know lots of his music um, and so it was I, I yeah I, I was starting fresh with this one and I, I wanted to listen to it for this I wanted to recommend it for this week what do you think? Um, oh my god I loved it so much did you? absolutely loved it it's a, it's a front runner for one of my favourite albums so far of this year. Yeah, um, which is a bold statement I know, given that we listen to lots of music. But yeah, it it, it was yeah, so many things I I, I want to say. But yeah, you you loved it, did you? Yeah, it was a bit dancey and a bit country, and I think those are two of our big like you know we we've got in in our Venn diagram of musical listening. <laughs> You and me veer off. You veer off towards a bit more uh, country and rock, and I veer off a bit 
more towards electronica and dance. Do you know what I mean? But we've got a yeah. massive crossover. And this was like where our crossover kind of sits, I reckon. It was just it was just really um I was gonna say soul filling, but it wasn't that at all. Because the words are just so difficult to understand. You can't not understand, but they're they're a stream of consciousness, consciousness basically, aren't they? Like you, they just don't really make much sense. Um, in the first song, "Going on a Plane," he's like basically talking about going on a plane. Yeah, <laughs> gonna absolutely. Open, yeah, chugging a beer. Yeah. Aren't the next signs like I'm going to open for Neil Diamond or something like that? Like I can't, yeah. you know, like it's just like, yeah. like, like, yeah. Oh, so you're writing this then because you're on a plane, going on a plane, and you're going to go and open for Neil Diamond, right? Okay, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> I yeah, absolutely. I realise also this album is the complete antithesis of how my life is at the moment. So, like my life at the moment, and I'm, I'm not saying that I enjoy this so much. It's so planned and structured and organised and full, and I'm like have to be here on a Monday and then here on a Tuesday and stuff. You know, it's every hour is kind of allocated. Whereas Kurt Vile's album is just so dreamy and relaxed, and like that sense of being on the road with no real destination. But you know, hey, does it matter? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Like, um, I read uh, one. I read a review of this album that really made me smile. I it says something like it wasn't listening to this album is not like watching him swaying in a hammock just being really chilled it's actually more like following him as he peruses the house for all the right snacks and just the right book as he steps into the yard to assess his surroundings find a sweet spot in the sun um, as he sits as he sets up a hammock between two trees settles into recline until oh man it's time to get dinner going <laughs> That's a I really, really liked good, it. That's a really good description. It was. It just did feel like yeah. you were sat on his shoulder, going, mm "Hmm, right, yeah. Like <laughs> I know what you can see. Yeah, I know how you're feeling. Yeah, I know what's going on." Like, <laughs> I do. Yeah, I liked it. I loved the kind of. I just. I was quite quite envious actually of that life. You know, right? Just. Sit, I'm sure his life is. It has much more to do than this. But kind of just chugging a beer and listening to you young and sort of getting lost in a thought and scribbling it down. Mm -hmm. And then sort of getting up again and then laying down and then putting on a bit of Neil Young, you know, that kind of stuff. I was like, he's, oh, he struck it. me as a man that probably wears flip flops. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's so true. Just so I, I just I, I, I just loved the vibe, quite honestly. I almost really like the fact that it was kind of a real. We don't swear on this podcast, but kind of like a bit of a in your face to the kind of streaming era you know like when everything's really quite heavily produced and you know he just sort of does things on his own terms and he's kind of really okay with that and i i, I become quite obsessed with his, his instagram <laughs> i don't know if you've seen it no, it's really funny <laughs> it's great it's just really low-key in a really good way he's just kind of on the road he goes to really cool places like went to the i hadn't heard of this record shop but screwed up records and tapes in houston texas and he's just kind of there you know, just hanging about. And when, when he does video sort of clips, it, they're really charming because he's kind of not... There's a big pause. It's like when I record sometimes. Um, he does that thing that I do where there's a pause when you're not sure if it's recording. So, like, if you, you open it and there's a couple of seconds, you go, hey, I'm just on the road. And I was like, that's so me. You know, you're like, is it recording? <laughs> there's, there's that he's, look of, like, slight bewilderment isn't there like a fraction <laughs> yeah. of a second and then you go into it yeah I'm, I'm aware of that he's so cool I love I love all of that like where it's not it there's no sort of filters or editing it's just him you know he's he's him just doing his stuff um yeah I, I 
really, really thoroughly enjoyed this album. Um, I realised I found it quite comforting and I've been sort of thinking about this and I'm not really sure why. Um, it, it was fresh, but it was also familiar and I couldn't really put my finger on it. Um, and I couldn't even think about music, other music that it made me feel because I found it quite unique. Sounds um, so, there's obviously some... Yeah, he sounds so much like Lou Reed though, doesn't he? Like so much. So much like Lou Reed, yeah. That was the, that was probably the um, the one voice that came to mind. Uh, a little bit of Tom Petty. I don't yeah. know, just a little bit of everything really. Um, yeah. All the stuff that we've said before that we really like. And yeah, I found it comforting, which is not a word I would normally... Uh, associate with listening to an album like this but I did I found it like mm. oh, I feel like I've listened to this before um, but I haven't um, the other thing is is that you your spiritual home is Houston in Texas isn't it so <laughs> pretty much yeah either from a sort of Kurt Vile perspective you know or that kind of stuff you know or um, Destiny's Child yeah you know either one of the <laughs> Either or, either or. Used, either or, yeah, because they used to talk about Houston, Texas, or Beyonce, Houston, Texas, baby. Um, yeah, it's very much so. I found it just really comforting, but I just really loved it, and I loved the lyrics. The lyrics were really clever. Like, there was a couple of lyrics that stood out for me where, I think it's on going on a plane today, the opening track. Um, something like, man, life sure can be fun. Imagine if I knew this when I was young. You know, that yeah. kind of sort of slightly, yeah. uh, always looking back and... Um, yeah, and yes, oh, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I found it a gradual, um, it wasn't an instant, um, the first track, sorry, um, going on a plane. I thought, oh, I'm not sure what, what's ahead. I'm not sure really. And and then I love it now. And then the second track, Flying Like a Fast Train, was an instant, ah, oh, like, yes, kind of moment. So um, some of it was a gradual build, but on the whole, I thought it was yeah excellent. It was It was an immediate kind of... I want to hear more of this, wasn't it? Um, I, yeah. I don't really have a massively favourite um, a massively favourite song, but I do like OKV Palace in reverse. Um, too, and I, and yeah. I got into a little bit of a rabbit hole with that about what people think it might be. So in reverse is a tarot card thing, apparently. So there was some speculation about that. And then, you know, and there were like loads of different things. And then I was on like this kind of me message boardy type. It might have just been Reddit, actually. I can't really remember. I, did so, I just got so lost in, in the internet with this. And someone just went, <laughs> no, it's um, Overnight Kurt file. And I was like, oh. <laughs> There's no like hidden meaning. It's literally like Overnight Kurt file Palace. And I think the palace is like... Um, the studio that he built in lockdown or something like that there were loads there was loads and loads oh, of speculation yeah but oh, um, that's cool I, I like that I love that I liked like exploding stones I think that was the track that stayed in my head and I had a quick look at the video um and there's a, a section where the he or other other people are at a roller disco <laughs> it's really cool again sort of like what I'd love to be doing on a Monday instead of getting a train to Liverpool well, Street Station. Um, my children wanted to do roller booting lessons and I looked and adults can do it as well. So for the past six weeks, I've been doing roller booting lessons on a Friday, four till five. <laughs> I come home, right? And I can't even move. <laughs> I come home and I feel sick. And the lady <laughs> oh, no. spends the whole hour laughing at how rubbish I am. There's all these kids and they're all like, you know, whizzing along. And I'm, I'm like, I'm not bad at roller skating. I'm just not as good oh, as them. So good do you know what I mean? I love, I love that. That's one of those things that I did as a kid that I'd love to do now, but I'm not sure if I'd be brave enough. So I think you're amazing. I was obsessed with roller, roller boot, roller skates, whatever. I just, yeah, I had some of those rainbow ones yeah. to do. Mine were blue with rainbow, yeah. 
Mine were navy yeah. with a rainbow. And um, yeah, and that's what mine. I used were, to wear yeah. them around yeah. the house. I didn't want to take them off. Became quite obsessed. Yeah, like if I could have wore them same. to bed, I probably would have done and just it, yeah. got up again. I might have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I can remember the I can remember the uh, take your roller boots off comment being said. Can you? A bit like no ball games in the house was always told to my brother every time you smash something. <laughs> it is so like yeah, right. It's like and then like going, oh, you know, having to take them off like so annoying. Like yeah, I've got to walk, have I? <laughs> I love it. So yeah, like exploding stones is a really cool video. I just loved it. Oh, there was one other thing, Rose, if I may, just one one other thing where I thought I must tell Rosie this again. Not knowing much more about his um, material, his previous material. Um, I did realise that there's an EP that I'd like to listen to. I think it's 2020, uh, Speed Sound, Lonely KV. Um, and it's got um, some covers of, I think it's um, John Prine's songs. But anyway, that was also part, or there was a contribution from Dan Albach from the Black Keys. Oh, All roads lead somehow to Dirty Dancing yeah. or the Black Keys, we've realised. Um, so I thought I must tell Rose about that. Um, so, yeah, some, you know, some, some, so, you know, quite, quite obvious, I guess, for, for both of us, why we, why we kind of really liked it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I thought this was excellent and I, I, I will definitely be listening to it again. I, I can't wait to put it back on again, actually. Yeah. yeah really loved it. Um, and we could talk about Sade, oh, 30 years old, this gosh. album. Yeah. It was released in 1992. I don't really know where to start with Sade. Won loads of Grammys. Um, for me, the band Sade are kind of like under everyone's radar, but like, but really, really successful. Like their albums have spent weeks in the charts um not necessarily getting to i don't i think they've only ever had one number one album the rest of you know top top 10 i think they've got they've had one that was out of the top 10 but um that tried to top uh, um, out of the top 10 but um but generally just hugely successful hugely successful and yet if you were going to say what's your favorite band ever Sade probably wouldn't be anyone's many people's favorite ever Reminds me a bit of Roachford, you know. Roachford is an an absolute favourite of mine, but also isn't in my top ten. But I've but I've been to see him loads. Been to see him live loads oh of times. God. Me too. Oh, I love him. Absolutely love him. Yeah, I know what you mean in terms of like grouping those artists. Um, so yeah, completely. Almost to the point, Rose. When you when you recommended this album for this week, I'd almost forgotten about it. And then when you listen to it, you think, how could I have forgotten about it? This is, you know, this doesn't make sense. Actually, it features my favourite Sade song, which is No Ordinary Love. So I have never forgotten about this album. However, I I don't think I've listened to it in full, ever. No, no, Um, same. Absolutely, I realise that. Some of the chats were unfamiliar, um, which is quite nice. It was like going in fresh. It was quite nice. No Ordinary Love is almost painfully good. You know, when you think there cannot be a song, it can't be that good. Like, it's almost too much to bear sometimes because it's so lovely. And the video, obviously, is iconic. Oh. And do you remember it was on the soundtrack to Indecent Proposal yes, as well? Yes, it was. <gasps> oh, my God, that started so many um, conversations. I can remember being out for dinner with a couple and the couple getting into an argument about whether they would accept a million pounds to have sex <laughs> with someone else. Like, it was almost breakup status. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like you know, 
you're just like, I don't, should we just not talk about it? <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that no ordinary love is, yeah, it's so, you know, that recognisable just when it opens up, you know, when it begins, you think, yeah. obviously, it's just amazing. And um, I just think there's nothing like Shardae, not the group and also her. Um, and there's, there's just nothing like it, really. You know, they've still made, been able to retain that just uniqueness, despite there being other bands of the same genre. I just think she's she's so lush, isn't she? She's almost like, you know, when she disappears as well, you know, she say so they do these b- big albums and then she just goes off and she has like a period where she just doesn't do anything for a while. Um, you know, she just managed to, manages to retain that m- mystery that I think is part of her charm as well, quite under the, kind of under the radar. Um, yeah, I just find her really, just really, really interesting. I liked her sort of history. Um, she grew up listening to people that we've talked about lots, like Donny Hathaway, Nina Simone, sort of immersed in that kind of music. I love the fact that when she was 18, she studied at, studied at London, St. London's St. Martin's School of Art. And then she did a bit of modelling before she... Um, began singing with the band Pride. She's just really cool, isn't she? She always has been. I loved this album as well. It was, it was, um, yeah, like I said, I, I, like you, I've had a really busy week and I've been able to get snippets of like not listen to the whole albums in a row until yesterday. Mm. Um, but also, I realised I knew Mermaids and the last song on the album, and it's just beautiful, really beautiful, instrumental. Really loved it. I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I know it. It must have been on some kind of compilation in the nineties, oh, I reckon. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I thought they were two really good albums this week. Um, yeah, me too. Two yeah, top absolutely. shelvers. Yeah, I feel. Two top shelvers for sure. Um, yeah, lovely to listen to Shadow again. It's it's difficult to put it into words actually because it's so lush and there isn't anyone quite like her. And I think you just you just lose yourself in the music. And there's not really. I don't feel like I can add much more to to enhance it because it's amazing. And I love listening to this. And yeah, definitely a top shelfer for me. I will be listening again. Definitely. Cool. I would like to suggest an album to you for next week. Um, I had one planned uh, and then Andrew Fletcher from Depeche Mode passed away over the weekend. And so I thought in honour of him, could we listen to Depeche Mode Violator? It's their album from 1990. Yeah, it's got uh, Personal Jesus and Enjoy the Silence on it. And it's <laughs> when I, I've taught, I, you, do you know what? You know, you don't realise how much something has affected your life until you like talk about things and distill things down and talking to you um, distills things quite often and I talk quite a lot about doing the exchange that I did when I was 14 with um, the Bristol Bordeaux Exchange, still good friends with my friend, and um, but I remember turning up and uh, and I'd be like, all right, so what kind of music do you like? Bearing in mind, I accidentally only took the cassette that was in my personal Walkman, um, and on one side it was around Juice Jones, and on the other side it was Curtis Mayfield, right? <laughs> so I listened to that the entire like three weeks that I was there. Um, and uh, and but anyway, every single kid I met, they'd go. I'd say, so what, you know, what music do you like? They go, Depeche Mode. <laughs> right, really? Okay. And then, and then you like, you meet the next person. All right, what music do you like? Depeche Mode. 
I quite like you too as well, but Depeche Mode. <laughs> and it was just like, it was just, and I remember, I remember them asking me what the words meant, you know, like words of violence, break the silence yeah. and just like, uh, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> Depeche Mode for me, I never really got into them. That's why I'm really excited to, to, to have a reason to listen to this, but it was, you wrote something on our, and um, pause and play it forward social media. Instagram account this week about us being in the Smash Hits era. You know, we're such Smash Hits kids, yeah. kids of Smash Hits magazine. For me, Depeche Mode were always in or on the cover of Smash Hits. So they were always really, really recognisable. I don't remember that. I don't... See, for me, I always felt like Smash Hits was Jason Donovan and Kylie Minogue with a bit of a smattering of Pet Shop Boys. Uh, yeah. Not, not, but then I suppose, I suppose they did have to get like a weekly addition out didn't they 52 yeah, a year yeah <laughs> absolutely they did yeah no, it's so true they had a lot to cover didn't they yeah, yeah. I'm, I know exactly what you mean Smash It's was Bross and Jason Jason and Kylie um, but yeah I, yeah definitely Banana Rama but I can def, I def remember them being in there because I remember they were a bit of an, a, a bit of a mystery to me Depeche Mode so um, this, yeah isn't that interesting I'm, I will be really looking forward to listening to this for sure brilliant excellent choice uh, I've also gone for an older album this week, so it's not fresh music, um, but I've gone for, I'm going to take you back to the noughties, 2001, and it's Kylie Minogue's Fever album. Um, I don't know if you remember, th- th- well, you, you all obviously know one of the tracks is Can't Get You Out of My Head. It's that era. It's that Kylie era. And is this the one of her... Is this Confide in Me as well? No, but I did consider, and I'm on a bit of a Kylie trip because I um, I think, well, I, I, I understand that she's, there's some new music, you know, coming up. We're going to, we're well, going to. Also, she's going to be, she and Jason Donovan are supposedly going to be in the last episode ever of Neighbours, aren't yes, they? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So we're all, we're all a bit Kylie sort of mad again, aren't we? You know, she's, she's, she's in our minds and I thought I'm going to, I'm going to pick this album because I, I heard Can't Get You Out of My Head again the other day and I think there's a new remix of it. Um, I think it's Peggy Lou. There's a new remix, which is pretty good. I listen, I listen to that. But this album from 2001, it's got Can't Get You Out of My Head and Love at First Sight. And I think those are the sort of the key tracks. Um, but this album, I, when this came out, this is su- such a summer holiday for me where I listen to it from start to finish. It's got a real disco holiday can- kind of sound to it as well. And yeah, I thought we should go back and a little bit of Kylie from 2001. So it's called Fever by Kylie Minogue. How exciting. I saw Kylie at Wembley one New Year's Eve. <gasps> it was such a good show. Such a good show. I bet. I've, I've seen her once in Hyde Park. So a bit of a different vibe, like daytime, you know, in the sunshine and stuff, because I'd love to see her in a stadium. But I saw her at, uh, in, the, in the park. Um, what was it? Party in the Park. Capital Party in the Park. And it rained the entire time. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, that's a She's shame. Still good, though. She's amazing, yeah. isn't she? Amazing live. So... Yeah, I'm going to go for Kylie in that amazing white outfit, you know, in that yes. outfit, in that video. That, you know, <gass> oh, God, I forgot incredible. about that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's such an era as well, isn't it, fashion-wise? So, mm. excellent. We're going back for, the, for, uh, for next week, which is good. And so we move on to top five. We set a theme each week and have to come back with our top five songs on that theme. And then we take those 10 songs and make them down to five. This week, Nicola suggested a brilliant one, which was 
French titles and I got so excited because one of my favourite ever artists is someone called Pascal Obispo and he's French and he's a bit cheesy and I love him but actually um, can't get any of his music on Spotify and I thought well if it isn't on Spotify, it can't go on our Spotify playlist, <laughs> so I'm not going to oh, put any on. Uh, I had Still. loads of fun with this. Yeah, I had loads of fun with this. Uh, it made me realise a couple of things. There's quite a few songs um, with, with a with a French title, but also that I have a terrible French accent. As in, if you're explaining a song, so I was saying to my husband, "Oh, this week the you know the theme is the songs with French title." Then I would say a song, and it it just came out really English, you know, like. Yeah. Like the T, pronouncing the T's and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was, I had a lot of fun with this too. It was really, really fun. Um, I find my French accent is all right unless I'm reading it. And if I'm reading the, I mean, it isn't, it isn't like a French person speaking, but it's all like, it's passable or it feels passable unless I'm reading. And then I sound like, you know, some 11 year old (laughs) with all of his you know you know like do you remember French classes and the 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 shy kid uh, would 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 be picked on and would obviously like look like go bright red and look at all all of his mates like that prepubescent kind of boy that's always really really shy it goes really really red I turn into that person when I'm reading so much it's so awful (laughs) I got such visions of like the tricolor textbook tricolor and you know, and and we used to do like French audio where you it was you know, you were assessed and you had to say, you know, pass the salt in French yeah. or all the things that you could just you can't remember now. <laughs> it was quite humiliating at school, wasn't it? Because everyone sort of so silly, like if you and especially if someone you know dared to pronounce it with a little bit of a French accent, you know, like quite yeah. chic. We're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so awful, isn't it? I did A level French and I completely wasted it because we just messed about the whole time and we should have gone on an exchange and we didn't because there wasn't enough. I don't know what happened. We didn't, so we went to France for the day instead to practice. Yeah, because you learned so much French Obviously. going to France for the day. We drank red wine, just ate, you know, frit, and just mucked about all day. And it's like, and then on the, I got such a funny memory of being on the coach on the way back. For some reason, the driver obviously had a great sense of humour. He and it was a video. This is how long ago it was. Actually, I had to put like a video into a machine, and it was ra- so random. It was a Billy Connolly stand-up. I oh, really. It was absolutely hilarious. Right, you know, slightly tiddly on red wine and just mucked about all day. We were just. It was such a funny time. Honestly, didn't learn any French. Like no. I can only say, you know, did, did that enha- did that experience enhance you? But no, I, not one bit. I loved I loved French and I loved doing it, but um, I was really ill the last year of my um, my A levels with glandular fever from kissing oh. too many boys. Ah. <laughs> no, I don't know why I got it, <laughs> but it's called the kissing disease, isn't it? So it's yeah. always a bit embarrassing saying yeah, I got glandular fever. Anyway, um, from and snogging, I, I, I like collapsed two days before my French no. exam and things like that. So I only got D in the end for French. What did you get? Oh, I don't, yeah, not very good. Just t- totally mucking about. And it's such a shame because I love languages and I really wish I had done a bit more with it. And even now, I, you know, you don't really lose it. Like I'm not great at speaking French but, or list, uh, understanding somebody speaking it to me, but reading, I love reading French. Yeah, it's I can. Yeah, never kind of really right. gone away. So I wish I hadn't messed about, you know. I had loads of years to drink red wine and muck about trying to, on the hunt for boys. I don't know why I chose to do it for that one. <laughs> um, but anyway, we digress. So, yeah, this was great fun. Um, I'm, I feel like I've gone down a slightly cheesy route. Uh, and I'm Malsy, worried that yours going to see. 
I'm worried that yours are going to be sophisticated. They're not. They're not. I'm going to prove that by my number five, which is oh. Vanessa Paradis and oh. Jola Taxi. <laughs> I'm so glad you put it in there. It's in my notable mentions, but I was umming and ahhing and... Um, it's just lovely. Oh, she's she was well, she still is. She's so beautiful, wasn't she? Like it's such a vision. Yeah, and fourteen-year-old singing a really political song. <laughs> <laughs> really, like everyone's like, what? Like didn't understand it. Just loved the just loved, loved it. Loved it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it was on one of the now tapes, like now yeah, five definitely. or something. But excellent. I'm so glad you put it in. What's um, your number five? My number five. Got it's like the most minimal use of French in a title. It's Le Freak by Chic. So um, my notable mentions, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's obviously got like a little bit more French in it, but yeah, I just love the disco funk sound. 1978, Definitely. just just really, yeah. It had to go in, but I, it was it was a bit higher, and then it got bumped down. But yeah, number yeah. five. Yeah, it's um, but for me, it's one of those songs that's been overplayed. So I just can't, um, you know, when you just have heard it so many times. So many but I times, you know, yeah. Yeah, my number four is My Sherry Amour by Stevie Wonder. It's mine too. Oh, really? Yeah, at oh. that exact same. Yeah, number oh, four. Brilliant. Oh, it's just. It's lush, isn't lovely. It? And I, I didn't know this. It was originally titled Oh, oh My Marsha or Marcia. And oh. it was written in one hour in 1966 about a girlfriend of Stevie Wonder's. And then Tamla Records' Barry, Barry Gordy listened to it and thought it could be improved with a bit more development. Um, and they came up with, like, some other sort of songwriters, they kind of. They were inspired by the Beatles, Michelle. Yeah, And they kind yeah. of wanted to, a combination of English and French was a bit, was kind of like a bit more intriguing and stuff. So yeah, interesting. But yeah, love, love this song. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it does have a bit of a, a Beatles, Michelle Marbel, which is also a notable mention of mine, as I'm sure it is yes, yours. mine too, but, yeah. But <laughs> it couldn't go in because it didn't have French in the title. Yes, absolutely. And you know, yeah. I'm not... You do, I know I do like to veer off and start going off on a tangent, but I was very yeah. strict with myself. But it didn't. They've, it wasn't they've gone into my. No, th- those ones have gone into my notable mentions, but um, yeah. Um, so we're both at number four with my Sherry Amour, and my number three is "Si Tu Dois Partir" by Fairport Convention, which is the translated Bob Dylan's "If You Gotta Go, Go." Ooh. Yeah, you'll love it. It's really good. I don't know it, but. I don't know much Fairport Convention anyway. I remember on my 30th birthday, my godfather phoned me up to wish me happy birthday. And I said, oh, where, where are you going? You know, you off, you, you up to anything tonight or anything? And he said, oh, actually, I'm going to see Fairport Convention. And I went, oh, it's got to be. And he went, no, 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 that's Fairground Attraction. <laughs> <laughs> Easy mistake. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <gasps> Oh, I love that song. Perfect. Fairground Attraction. Oh, yeah. that's just lovely. Eddie Reader, she's amazing, isn't she? Yeah. yeah, easy mistake, Rose. I would have done the same. Burst, <laughs> burst into song, you know, like a completely different one. <laughs> um, okay, I have, with line number three, I have gone slightly, well, it's not off tangent, but strictly speaking, the French isn't in the title, but I couldn't not include it. It's Lady Marmalade. Voulez vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Uh, and i kind of gone a bit dual, dual songs here because I, I want to go with the uh, La Belle, 1974, yeah. but I couldn't not do a little nod to the 2001 version by Christina Aguilera, Maya, Pink, Lil' Kim for the Moulin Rouge soundtrack. Which does have French in the title, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, isn't it? Lady Is it Marmalade. Called... And, then, and then it's it's got um, Slash, Voulez-vous coucher? Voulez-vous coucher. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. good. 
Um, I love that. I think, it's, it's quite cheesy, isn't it? The... I might be wrong, but anyway, I thought I... You know when you've just got a thing where you're like, oh, no, I think that's that. Uh, yeah, no. no, I know what you mean, yeah. Notable mention, obviously. Uh, I couldn't ever get it out of my head that they were either asking a stranger or more than one person to go to bed because they were using vu instead of two. And so I was always, it always just freaked me out. Freaked yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> When I was like, you know, 13 or whatever. I listened to it the other day. This is, the, you know, the 2001 version. It's like, oh, there's so many voices. They're almost slightly, like, sort of, yeah. there's a lot of warbling and shouting they're going, and stuff. They're all going, oh, oh, yeah. oh. And then Lil Kim just says that, that rap, that rap, which is something like, uh, diamonds in, I drink something, something with diamonds in the, case or something with the glass that's the meaning of expensive taste it's just brilliant I love it it's just so fun to listen to but yeah they're all kind of like there's a lot of singing and there's a lot of high notes and it's a bit mad and pink is just excellent I think she's my favourite one of that but so yeah but I think I'm going to go for the LaBelle version if I was if I was being um, strict with myself and of course it's Lady Marmalade isn't it so yeah. it kind of is French yeah Not like Although Marmalade Marmalade like... is yeah. Is that oh, what Paddington buried? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Marmalade. Yeah, Lady Marmalade. <laughs> My number two is Encore une fois by Sash. Oh love man, it. I love this song so much. Me I love too. this song so much. Honestly, I didn't realise the lyrics brilliant. were like after this basically I think they mean like after the success of It's My Life, which he remixed, um, I'm back. Because again, I was having, I was doing a bit of work, doing a lot of stuff over the weekend, and then I, I wanted to just put my my top five together. And I said to Alex, just out of interest, my husband, what would you put in? And straight away he said, Oh, Encore and Foire by Sash. And it, and he literally did the first bit, you know, Madame Major, Le Distroque Sash et Retour. And uh, our son Evan looked, I think I've said this before, he just looked at us like, You absolute embarrassing idiots you know like we Alex and I were laughing like ah it's so funny you know we're always going to remember that because it was just stuck in our head and uh, yeah isn't it funny how th like it just stayed in our head the first bit uh, yeah and it means DJ Sashi's back here isn't it like I'm back yeah. one more time so yeah that was my notable mentions as well so I'm glad you put it in <laughs> that's a great song <laughs> um I've gone for my number two is ABBA it's infectious disco basic isn't it I think you're pretty I think most people are lying if they say they don't like it or yeah. they can't appreciate it or they don't move to it and I've got another bit of trivia if I may I just going to help it. myself with this one it was a songwriting trip to the Bahamas saw the birth of the melody um, and the proximity to Miami, Miami made it convenient to record the backing track at Criteria Studios with a, a group called disco group called Foxy. Uh, and it's at Criteria Studios is where the Bee Gees made their disco era records. So it's kind of, you know, that disco-y kind of history. And it's the only ABBA song other than live recordings to be recorded outside of Sweden. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. In case you wanted to know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I didn't realise I did until you told me. <laughs> well, it's time for our top ones. Our top ones. It's final. It's time for our number ones. Our top of the pops. Um, mine is Erasure, Ola Moore. Dun, oh, dun, dun, dun. Gorgeous. Um, and Vince from Erasure was in Depeche Mode as well. So I felt like that was a bit of a link. 
So that's a really good link. Yeah, definitely in my notable mentions, love erasure. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I really, again, I was really, I'm in an hour and it's definitely at the top of my notable mentions because it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, great, lovely. I love erasure. Absolutely love them. Yeah, that's a, that's a possible music club, isn't it? Like a, yeah. a good a good erasure album. Yeah, love erasure. Oh, mine's quite different. Um, it's not a bad thing. Um, it's Say La Vie, but not by Bewitched, may I add, although it is a I've got that mention. on my noble mention. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, because it's so infectious. This is Say La Vie by Robbie Neville from 1984. Do you remember this, right? Oh, my God, I'd forgotten about this song. Had you no, forgotten about it? And no, then we... it was the first thing that came into my head, which is so oh weird, because it was God. 1984, so I was only six. Yeah. Like, who, who's listening to that when they're six? But And also, Robbie Neville, it's like, it sounds like someone you went to school with. Really, like, Robbie... <laughs> in, like, year seven. So why did... Why? But it, honestly, it was an instant thing. Um, and I wonder, again, if it was on one of the Now kind of albums, but it seems to be played a lot um, for some reason. It It, it is... Yeah, I love it. It's slightly cheese, isn't it? But I love oh it. God, me too. I, I just love it. It's quite gospely, and you know, it's got it's soulful. I guess it was kept from number one by another great track, which is "Shake You Down" by Gregory Abbott. Remember that? <gasps> love that song. Love that song. Absolutely really love, love it. that song. So it must, you know, it was such an era of it. I, I'm sure these were all on like the now albums or hits albums but um yeah yeah I just do you remember there was it. there was like the nows that came out twice a year and then there were like hits 86 i've got i've definitely got hits 86. definitely got hits 86 yeah and i think it's got um you to me everything on it i think anyway oh i love that it's on cassette so i haven't obviously obviously listened to it for about 20 years i love you to me everything oh what an era! What an era! Now I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna I hit 86. I'm pretty certain is on Spotify. So definitely gonna <laughs> listen to that this afternoon. <laughs> Me too. Have you got uh, anything that you wished? Because uh, I really wanted to put Psycho Killer in by Talking Heads because I really love it. Um, and also because you know usually French song, French lyrics and songs are made to like enhance the the romantic amour but, yeah. but with Psycho Killer it's like the, the French is like spat out and it's oh. kind of a bit more hatred you know oh, yeah it's, a bit it's, more it's bit, yeah, yeah that makes sense a bit ready um, I think my notable mentions are uh, I think there's only two actually that we haven't spoken about it's Je ne sais pas pourquoi, pourquoi by Kylie which is I'm sure on her first album just going back to Kylie which oh I hate to say it because I'm such a Kylie fan it does sound a bit dated now um, yeah um those, it's the beats, isn't it? It's the drum beats. Yeah. Was that Stock A? It was Waterman. Stock A. Yeah, yeah, the source stuff. And then also La Vie en Rose. La Vie en Rose. Edith Piaf, but there's a Madonna version from... And it's the Rebel Heart Tour, which is really gorgeous. So, yeah, I had a couple of... Not many more, though, to be honest. I, think I had quite a few, mine. actually. I had quite a few. Um, Hold On Tight To Your Dreams by ELO. Oh. Accroché toi à ton rêve remember that one anyway <laughs> yes do, they yeah. will they will all be on our um spotify playlist let's concentrate on our actual top five rather than the ones that we mentioned and our notable mentions so um can right we've already got my sharia more by stevie wonder yeah um i would really like say la vie by robbie neville to go in as Excellent. well from yours. okay thank and you and i would that really like good. Ola Moore by Erasure to go in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, me too. I am to totally agree with you on that. Um, 
I wouldn't mind Voulez-vous by ABBA, if that's not okay. too cheesy. Such an infectious disco kind of beat, so if that's okay. Yep. Um, and then I'm happy to say goodbye to Chic Le Freak. Okay. Because I think, like I said, it's great, but we may have we've heard it lots of times. Um, I am happy to let go of Fairport Conven- Convention as well. That's not... Uh, so the only one I think I've got no, and also I'm happy to get rid of Jola Taxi too. Um, I really, really love Encore Une Fois by Sash. So do I. I think it's brilliant. I was going to say, if I, if we needed to come to sort of some sort of joint decision, I would definitely say Sash. And I like the fact that it mixes up the top five. There's a, there's a lot of different sounds going on, which is always really nice, isn't it? Uh, so quite an easy decision this week. I thought that was... No, so is it one more from you? Well Have we got one more from you? Well, I've got... Haven't we got Sash? Oh, no, that's Abba. it, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, you're that's right, it, yeah. It? yeah. Yeah, yeah, So our top five yeah. is Abba, Voulez-vous, C'est la vie by Robbie Neville, My Sharia Moore from Stevie Wonder, Encore une fois from Sash and Erasia with Ola Moore. Love it. That's lovely. Now we need to just book a weekend, don't we, in... In Paris. In Paris. Nice, and Yeah, that would be lovely, wouldn't it? And just listen to these tracks on the way. We could go together and practice our French. <laughs> Absolutely. Drink lots of red wine. Converse. Oh, yeah. Well, I always get loads better at French when I've had some red wine, yeah. do you? <laughs> Can you just imagine us when we really chatty? <laughs> like, we'd be like, oh, God. There'd be like... People in bars be like, yeah. these English... No, I don't understand you. And just basically yeah. answering us in English. Cause <laughs> yeah, let me help, let's, let's help you yeah. out there, ladies, with that. <laughs> that is such an excellent top five. I'm, I'm really excited to listen to that. That's brilliant. Thanks for listening to Pause and Play It Forward today. We've been discussing two albums. The first one was 30 Years Old and is by Sade and called Love Deluxe. The second is a recent one by Kurt Vile. It's called Watch My Moves. And if you missed what we thought of them, we thought they were great. And for episode 16, we're looking forward to listening to Violator by Depeche Mode and Fever by Kylie Minogue. Can't wait to get a little bit retro. Me too, absolutely. (laughs) I was going to say I'll wear the um, fashion of 1990, but that was basically big jumpers and big jeans. So not much different to what I wear now, really. (laughs) And I might come dressed up for the naughties next week, which essentially is like a butterfly top and jeans or jeans and a nice top. Could you do your hair in, um, was that was that when the Rachel cut was? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> obviously, I've never been to have the Rachel cut in my hair. But. No, no, but <laughs> yeah, so next week is fancy dress. Yeah, it's a prerequisite. <laughs> Our theme for this week was songs with a French title. And we've come up with a... a uh, magnifique top five <laughs> yeah. the top um, five magnifique. we've got a regal theme for next week because of the queen's jubilee we've decided to have a top five compile a top five of songs that maybe mention a queen or something regal excellent i can't wait for that if you want to get in touch with us you can do so on our socials we're on instagram facebook and twitter just search for pause and play it forward or you can also just click on the links in our show description So wherever you are and whatever you're doing, remember to pause and play it forward. This is a Prolock Media production. Voila!